Welcome back to the Faith, Fight, and Flight podcast. This is your host, Zahra Taliji. Can you believe it's been two months since I've put out a podcast? Crazy, right? I am not on my A-game. It was a busy summer. I was not here. I was not in the States for like the end. So I was out of the States from August to October. I was in Lebanon. My sister got married. So we all went as a family vacation down to Lebanon. And my last podcast, I had a guest on. That was a really special podcast to do. It was just really awesome being able to talk about such a heavy topic, mental health, and in the Lebanese community especially. So guys, I am back. And today I'm going to be talking about toxic family and how to deal with toxic family. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys some advice and what you have to do in order to survive and thrive in such an environment. But first and foremost, I want to talk about something that is, is that is affecting the whole world right now, which is the situation in Palestine. It is truly heartbreaking. It is truly terrible, horrific, and upsetting with what is going on. Um, I really have no words. Um, I have been watching it unfold from the first day it happened in October, October 7th. And 35 days later, we are still here. There is no ceasefire. There is no government involvement. There is nothing from the Western world. They have been silent. And I'm truly, I want to say sorry from the bottom of my heart, because what we are seeing is a genocide. We have seen a genocide unfold, and this would not be okay anywhere else. Innocents of land are being killed. Thousands of children have been bombed to death. The world is silent and all I can do is pray. We have to continue to pray and have faith that God will hear our prayers, that he will put an end to this, that one day there will be justice for them. And that so my heart goes out to Palestine. So today I came across another podcaster named Tam Carr. It was so timely. Like I literally was dealing with my toxic family and I found her podcast and it helped me so much because usually when these things happen, so when I'm dealing with someone in my family, it really affects me. Like it makes me extremely emotional. And it's because I was conditioned to believe that I cannot survive without my family. I have been codependent on one another growing up. We never had like our own identities. My mother and my father really were the ones to mesh us into their own identity. Being too hyper dependent on others is actually really bad for me because I never felt validated by my mother and my father. I try so hard to make them understand my emotions and what I'm seeing or a situation at hand and this will turn into a fight and no matter how much you try to get your point across to someone it's never going to go through to them. They don't care and what I'm having to learn and reparent myself with is that I don't need their validation. I I am capable of being independent. I am capable of being successful. I am capable of validating myself. You know, there's times when I feel like I'm subconsciously seeking out validation from other people, and these people have been toxic to me. Learning that I don't need anyone's validation except God and my own, that's like a game changer. That's where your strength and power lies within you. It's not when you're fighting your heart out to try to get someone to understand you, to try to explain what you're feeling or try to explain how they made you feel. 
everyone in a family has a role that they play. And there are parents who are narcissistic or who have narcissistic traits. And I'm not here diagnosing anyone. I'm just saying that some people exhibit these traits. And to try to make someone with these traits understand you or feel for you or get something out of them that they can't even get that they can't even give themselves is a waste of your time because more than likely 99% of the time you will never get that. You're not going to be able to get that out of them. And it's really sad actually. It is. It's really sad because you may not ever be able to have a normal relationship with someone who has these personality traits or this disorder. If they can't even see that they have it, if they can't even see that they can't empathize with anyone else. Um, they can't validate you and that no matter what you do is never enough for them. No matter how good you are, it's never enough. I was watching a YouTube video about narcissistic people and one of the comments said, they belittle you, mock you, invalidate your emotions, play the victim when you criticize them, make any problem about them, yell at you, antagonize you, create a hostile environment for any sort of discussion to happen. Because you constantly feel like you're in a debate, having to justify every little thing you say or emotion you feel. Also then, why don't you ever talk to me about your problems? I'm your blank. It feels like you're pushing me away. When I saw this, I was like, whoa, this is so relatable. Like, it's insane. So someone who projects all of this onto some, some, someone else or a child, they're not going to feel like a parent to you. And it's quite sad. It's actually really sad and it's heartbreaking. You try to have a normal relationship with them. But it can only last for so long. It's not going to be stable. There's no stability stability with a parent who demonstrates some of these characteristics and qualities. If you were going through it, I know what you're going through. Like, you were going through it. I know the motions of this. Feeling like you're isolated from family and feeling like you're the scapegoat or the problem child. Because you see things that other people don't. You see the dysfunction in the family. Maybe others see, but they don't see it as deeply as you do. And the roles that people are playing. Being someone who was conditioned in a really codependent family environment did not help me develop into my best self. It developed independently, develop in autonomy. So at the, at the ripe age of 26 years old, I am learning now how to emotionally detach from that. And what we're going to be talking about is emotional detachment. And once you come to the realization that everyone is just a human being walking around with unhealed trauma, and we are all humans, and humans are flawed in so many ways, that's where your power lies. That's where your sense of detachment starts is able to form. And that's when you can take these people off such a high pedestal and take away these expectations that you have from them and lower your expectations for them. And then that's where your independence lies. That's when you learn to depend on you. And that's when you start to feel like you don't need another human being to really help you like life is scary and life is hard there's a lot that we are uncertain of and we're made to survive with each other but when you you finally understand that you are capable of being independent and being able to survive on your own that's when you get rid of those expectations that you have for people for others family is supposed to be a safe place and the family is supposed to be where you can rely on someone else in tough times or challenges everyone should be given that everyone should have a place where they can call home Unfortunately, 
Sometimes family is the least safest place we feel and the place that makes us feel the most alone. And it should not be that way. No one should have to suffer through that. But this is what it is. And we have to just accept it at this point. In the next couple of seconds, what steps that I, t- I am taking that I think that, you know, others that are in the same position as me should take until they can move out of their house, until they can be on their own, what they have to do in the meantime to keep their sanity. So like I said earlier, emotional detachment. So, you know, that means letting go of expectations, taking people off that pedestal, realizing that your worth doesn't come from them. You were worthy in the moment you came into this world without anyone's opinions or expectations on you. You don't need validation from anyone. And just realizing that, you know, we're all messy human beings walking around with unhealed trauma, open wounds, or flawed. And then realizing that a lot of our parents, especially in the Arab community, come from a lot of trauma. And they never worked through that trauma. So they're doing the best that they can with their capacity that they know, their emotional capacity. No matter how much you try to teach someone something or get something through to them or, you know, try to, you know, tell them to go to therapy or tell them what, you know, they, they could be doing differently. You know, they're adults. Adults are capable of making their own choices and you can't change anyone. You can only change yourself. And it sucks. It sucks because you see the potential that others have. And, you know, you 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 have these hopes for your parents and what not to be parents, to feel like parents, and you want them to feel like they're your parents. But if they're not willing to get the help, seek out the help and do better for themselves, then there's there's not going to be, they're not going to be able to, they're not going to change. They're going to do with what they know. So that's where your power comes in because you see the problems. You see the dysfunction and you are the one who is going to change the game for the, your family and for future generations. You're the person who is going to levitate higher. Like I said earlier, family is supposed to be a place where you guys can work, where you can work through challenges together, where you guys can do better together. You can't drag a horse to the water. You can give someone the opportunity, but you can't force them to take it. And all you can do is just pray. Pray for them because God is the only one who can really change someone from the inside out. Okay, secondly, this one is probably the hardest one. If you're someone like me who can't bite their tongue a lot of the times. The second one is to avoid situations to keep your peace. This means not fighting back with someone, not trying to prove your point, biting your tongue, not lashing out, not cussing back at someone. Super hard super super hard and i am the first one to admit that what i've been doing recently is just putting my music on when someone is like spewing harsh things at me and i just try to remember that i'm gonna regret what i'm gonna say later and you give your power away when you try to explain yourself or make someone see you or hear you because then that's gonna reiterate the narrative that they have about you that you are a problem maker that you are a troublemaker that you're just the bad guy you're the you're the villain in their story it's really manipulating in situations like that where what i do is i leave the house um i go i leave and i go do healthier things i go to the gym i'll go hang out with a friend or i'll talk to someone about it someone else that's not part of my family or i'll talk to god 
it's really hard to avoid things like that, especially when you're living in the environment, especially in a very big household like mine. So like I see a lot of things that I don't like or I see how people are treating each other. I just try to move away from it. The last thing, realizing that this is actually helping you. This is actually helping me grow. This is strengthening my weaknesses, my uncertainties. How is it doing that? It's doing that by forcing me to become independent. Something that I didn't know how to do. It's forcing me to depend less on my family and depend more on myself and in my belief in myself and my self-worth. It's raising my self-esteem. It's like fueling my power. It's fueling my motivation to leave this environment. It's fueling my determination to succeed in life. And it's it's a test for how I deal with others that are in relation to me, how I'm dealing with them and when they try to help me, how am I going to react to them? Am I going to react out of a place of my my hurt for my family or am I going to react out of a place of receiving love or giving vulnerability and receiving that love in return? I can do better from that. I can go forward in a different direction. I can be more mature. I can be more kind more compassionate, more caring. I have the mental capacity to do better, to be a better person. This is actually shaping me into the woman that I need to become. So if, if this test wasn't to happen to me, then I just would be the same person that I was. So guys, that is all I have for this episode. I'm rooting for you guys because we are in this together. You are not alone. I'm keeping you guys in my prayers. And if you can remember these things, then you will be set. You got this. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope it was helpful to you. Make sure you share it to someone that you think would benefit from it. Make sure you share it to your friends and family. Make sure you follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. And if you could leave a review, I would love that. I would appreciate that so much. So guys, I'll see you next time. Bye.